The following podcast contains uncensored coarse language. Listeners are advised that some of the following content may not be appropriate for those under 15 years of age. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it is your choice. That's right, uh, as is now tradition uh, when we get to the end of the year, we take all of the films that came runners-up in our film polls over the year and we give them a second chance. One more chance, that's all you get, kid, to get on the podcast. So we had all of our runners-up and the ultimate winner of that runner-up poll was Mother! Which I feel like you have to say like that. Mother! <laughs> Exclamation mark at the end. Uh, yes, Darren Aronofsky's Mother from 2017. Uh, so joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Georgia Smith. Hello. How you doing, Georgia? I'm all right. Good, good. And uh, how's life in the world of theatre at the moment? Pretty good. I'm just about to start at the festival. Oh, which festival? The, the Perth one. Oh, the, uh, the Perth the festival. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one that's just named after the city we're in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, excited? Yeah. Wonderful. Everyone should come see the opening event. That's what I'll be working on as associate producer. Oh, brilliant. Uh, when is that? We might as well plug it uh, while we're here. It is in february february yep early february early february yes you, you can find the date online just look for perth festival 2023 I online start tomorrow i haven't got the dates in my head okay that, that's that's okay but yeah perth festival always fun always exciting um mother um have you, you've not seen this film no what do you know about it literally nothing literally nothing <laughs> yeah apart from what i've been told by you ready to do the episode yes uh, which it. is that it might be a little bit scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but well yes um have you seen any of Darren Aronofsky's other things? I've so- seen Black Swan okay. in the cinema mm-hmm. and not since. So it was a long time ago. Mm. And I think that's it. Okay. So, yeah. Was Did you like Black Swan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's one for one at the yeah. moment, which is good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, luckily for us, we have somebody uh, who has seen the film. Uh and I believe is probably the person that nominated Mother uh, back in back when it didn't win in our original poll. Uh, but I'm sure he's a very happy boy that it's in. It's uh, <laughs> Cinema's own Robert Woods. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, how are I, you, Robert? I may have uh, called in some friends to help vote for Mother. <laughs> See, Robert, I thought that might be the case because whenever it's a film you really want, all of a sudden the numbers I just want it. The numbers I just are just very it. suspiciously high. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, if anyone else wants to watch the other films, that's what you got to do. You got to get got, your friends. You got to. You got to fight me for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not fight. Yeah. Mother won by a suspiciously high margin, making me think it's either Russian bots or it's Robert Woods, <laughs> which is my usual thing on the internet. Um, how, how are you, Robert? Oh, about a seven. Yeah. Uh, mother. Then. Um, mother. In a, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what is Mother about? Oh, Mother is about a. Uh, a young wife who is pregnant trying to do some renovations mm-hmm. and she just keeps getting thwarted uh, and it escalates to biblical proportions. Okay. So is this like home renovation shows? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So is this like uh, home improvement, the film? <laughs> Basically it is. Yeah. That's exactly what you should expect. Okay. So Tim Allen will pop up at some point. Do you point. know what? What? You will be surprised at who pops up in this film. Okay. 
I hope it's Tim Allen. <laughs> I hope it's some eyes over a fence. It's yes. it, it, maybe not Tim Allen, but some, how are you some doing, neighbor? There are some comedians in there <laughs> okay. that I did not expect to see that showed up, and I was like, oh, that's, that's fun, great. And um, I, so so mother. I know is a film that you're really keen to watch. Yeah. But why is that? Obviously you can't discuss too much about the film. I feel like Mother is almost the culmination of all of Darren Aronofsky's work in cinema, where he started out very, very formalist and then Mm. went quite verite. And his work with... um, creating a subjective experience for an audience is taken to new heights in this. And I think it's uh, his most complex and um, uh, well-realized sequence of events Mm. in in cinema to date. Okay. Well, it, I, I don't think there's really anything more we can do but I mean, watch the film after that. I'm, 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 you've hooked me. Let's. Great. So, uh, with all that being said, shall we watch Mother? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and uh, prepare to confess that you just killed a man, put a gun up against his head, pulled the trigger, and now he's dead as we watch Mother. Ooh. <laughs> Is this the Secret Queen biopic? You know what? I sing that every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Mother! And by we, I of course mean Robert Woods. Hello! And uh, Perth Festival's Georgia Smith. Uh, you have those dates for the Perth Festival now. 10th to the 12th of February. Yay! Excellent. See? She, she's good at her job. Now, <laughs> I know uh, how to Google. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, Georgia, that was your first time watching Mother. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> so much going on. I just <laughs> My brain is definitely still catching up with what I have just watched. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was so, so much. Uh, it, it feels like there was a lot in very... Sp- like condensed sections of the film a bit of me thinks he could have spread it out (laughs) which i know isn't the point but it's a bit like when you know like you're spreading jam and it gets really clumpy on one bit the bread (laughs) and so like when you're biting through this film it's like oh there's only a little bit here and then you bite a bit and it's just a flavor (laughs) explosion and like a guy's head gets blown off (laughs) it's yeah it's i think maybe it's actually probably better to go to robert first while we sort of gather up our brains oh lord robert um when did you last watch mother Oh, it probably would have been a year, maybe two years ago. Mm. Yeah. And and how was it revisiting it this time? <laughs> um, it was... I enjoyed it still. I still enjoy it. Mm. Um, it's a film that I completely understand people hating mm. or not being for them. And actually, there's a, quite a few things... I've seen films since that have kind of done similar things with, with allegory that I kind of balked at mm. and... For some reason, I don't mind it in this film. Mm. And I was trying to think of why that is. Um, and I think it's just that the the kind of roller coaster ride that this film presents, allegory or not, just pulls me through it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that I find it an experience of a film. Yeah. Um, the, the story of Mother, for those listening in, and if you haven't watched it, 
Um, I, I would say this is definitely one you should watch before listening to a, a review of it because mm. um, just because, as as Rob says, I'm I'm really getting the sense of like I can see why when this premiered it was it can that yeah. half the audience stood up and applauded and the other half booed it at the same and that in the same that's me is a perfect film. yeah <laughs> um so so if you haven't watched it please stop the recording now go and watch it and then when you've caught your breath come back and listen to us try and reel <laughs> with the implications of it in real time um it's it's a it's an allegory as you say robert and it is essentially an allegory of the bible from the perspective of mother nature yeah, uh, but where the Mother Nature character is played by Jennifer Lawrence, um, and I guess that makes Javier Bardem God, um, her the husband, creator, the creator, yeah. yeah, a creative type, and everyone else in the film sort of represents different allegories from the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, like uh, the Doctor and the Doctor's wife that turn up are Adam and Eve. That's why in that scene where we saw the mm. bit cut out of his back. I was like, oh, it's oh, his the rib. rib. And then, yeah. of, of course, oh as soon as that's been taken out, that's when uh, we get the wife. And yeah. then, of course, we see them having sex. And then in the next scene, we get Cain and Abel. Yep. And then we get a Cain Toad, who I presume yeah, is... Cain Toad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, that's the precursor to the flood. Mm. Which, which is, is the sink. The un... The bloody... That sink. <laughs> God, that that sink. sink. Check off sink. It's unbound. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbraced. Unbraced, it sorry, yeah. It hasn't been braced yet. Yeah, the sink is unbraced. Stop sitting on it so and then bouncing on it. So many people have that sink burned into their memory that I spoke to about this film. <laughs> It's, it's an amazing. Because they mentioned it like six There's times. There's like so many sinks in that house. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why is there yeah. so many different water vessels? Like, yeah. <laughs> so they can have the flood. So they can guess. flood the house yeah. and then start again. Yeah. It was it was pretty and 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 knowing that now, looking at it, it does make me go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's like Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like it, it becomes more evident as the film progresses mm-hmm. um, yeah but yeah the, now looking back on it i'm like oh, okay yeah that's okay, what i was kind of film I was, tr- I was trying to trying to let you in and like oh don't don't try and read into their their character mm. too much because that's kind of besides the point here yeah i know but it's fun yeah. it's fun it is know, to be like oh what's their motive and it's like they don't have a motive they're god apparently yeah so, yeah um georgia i i'm curious um and I really don't know how to start in terms of... Because I'm also trying to figure out how I feel about this film. Yeah. What what do you latch on to first, I guess? Like, what's the when you're thinking back on the film, what, what's something that sort of stands out that you can latch on to? Because there's a lot of latches to grab. Yeah. I think the, like, viewpoint of just seeing it, either seeing Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence's face and, like, mm. not much else, or directly what she's looking at seeing it mm. all from her perspective was very interesting yeah I, I i do have to say i thought jennifer lawrence was really really good in this yeah. i think it's a really hard role yeah to be uh that it's a very passive character mm. that has to hold the film yeah because no one's listening to it yeah <laughs> so but no she power. but she has so she has to she has to be like in kind of endearing and and sweet but also get trampled on mm. yeah. the entire time and and s- still be engaging. And there's there's literally not a shot in the film that's not from her perspective or of her. Mm. Yeah. It's like she the film is literally on her shoulders yeah. For, yeah. for the majority of it. Mm. So, yeah. 
I think she did a great job. Yeah, and I, I, I really liked Javier Bardem. I pretty much like him in everything he's in, but mm. I thought he did really well. He was very engaging early on, despite the fact that he was doing that, you know, very mysterious thing, the, the way the film's written, where it's like, nobody really says anything what's going on. There's a lot of oh, whispering in this room over here, and then they come in, it's like, nothing's happening. But I, I, I was still like, it wasn't irritating me, because um, I was sort of engaged by what he was doing, by what Ed Harris was doing, what mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer was doing, when it was just those three in the house with Jennifer Lawrence initially. It was... It was pretty great. It was pretty, it was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a feels like a fun little mm. awkward play yeah. <laughs> of like just this little chamber piece. Mm. These people that just keep uninvited guests keep showing up. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the Gleason brothers turn up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, one of them murders the other one, which was great. And then yeah, it's the Cain and Abel thing, and then and then it. And then it just keeps happening, the film. And then at that point, it is just people keep turning up. But thinking back on it now, Georgia, it does make a lot more sense where... What's his face? Uh, God. Uh, Javier Bardem as God is uh, basically, like, loving all of this adoration that he's getting. Because I I was thinking, before I I clued in towards the end that it was a Bible allegory, I was thinking this was more about, like, an allegory of uh, fame... A lot of people have read yeah. it as as a uh, as like stardom, yeah. and also being an artist, mm-hmm. and the the mm. toll that creating art takes on on loved ones. And... Yeah, and that that's sort of where I thought it was going initially. I think because I was being a bit more literal minded about what the film was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, with that, yeah, it's 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 a hard one to take face value the longer it goes on obviously it mm. just becomes more and more apparent that 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 any semblance of reality is going out the window <laughs> yeah as soon as like the masses and masses of people are in the house yeah and then there's like those chained and locked like fences yeah. and all of that stuff and i was riots like what is up. yeah right yeah, like, and religions and... popping up and, and then it's, warring it's really yeah. interesting because like the wake scene felt like the before the flood scene i guess felt pretty um anarchic and claustrophobic yeah yeah and then and then as you say yeah the 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 un what was it unbounded um um, unbraced unbraced Unbraced. sorry umbra the unbraced sink when that breaks i just love those two jumping up and down on it just going what this sink bang (laughs) bounce um after that you had this lovely long period of quiet Mm. and then just every man and their dog turning up, yeah. and it it was, it, it it was like a really evil Blazing Saddles. Like it just, <laughs> it, it was just like the end of Blazing Saddles, but not fun. <laughs> it was very stressful. Um, and yeah, I, I think the final thirty minutes of this film are the thing that I, I would imagine most people talk about when yeah. it comes to this because yeah. it's just unrelenting. It's a lot. It's so much, and part of me. I'll be honest. I checked out. I re- after about five minutes, I just went, "Ah, this is silly now." I I, I really uh, was just like, "Yeah, okay." This it's there's so much happening. It's almost meaningless. Was was where I was at, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's fun seeing Kristen Wiig just execute people as she walks along the floor." Like there were, in, there were individual bits of imagery like that, like the soldier who's got his jaw blown off, like all of these different bits. There were individual bits that were really affecting, but because they were all happening together and it was so cacophonous, I just didn't care because there was nothing grounding it anymore mm. for me. 
Yeah. Um, even with, you know, the, oh, it's allegorical kind of thing. I, I, I was really struggling to just care at that point. Um, but I didn't hate it at the same time. Yeah. Like it, that's, yeah. That's, that's exactly the thing that happened with another film I watched this year that, that I keep comparing to Mother. Mm. Where, um, as it went on and it became clear that it was like going, going full allegory. Mm. Never go full allegory. <laughs> um, and and I I checked out of that film, mm. whereas in this one, I I perhaps maybe I I never invested as strongly in the characters per se because mm. I was like they're, they're just symbols, but I still found it engaging enough to keep watching. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And also, I just I I loved. I loved how angry this film is. <laughs> it's a very angry yeah. film. This is a, this is, and I love for filmmakers when they get angry and they just, mm. they just, they're like screaming into a void and they put it on screen. And I feel like this is a direct reaction to Noah, the film he made previously to this. Mm. I feel like Darren Aronofsky was, you know, in seeped in Old Testament for three and a half years and mm. and then that film didn't do well and just the state of the world and everything and he just like he just unleashed it <laughs> into this film mm. and I I don't know there's something about that that I I just really like mm. um Georgia with with that final 30 minutes yeah. and with how tense and slash silly <laughs> it was yeah um how did you find it like did was it like because i i I, what despite the fact that i disengaged in terms of where i'm like there's just so much happening it almost feels meaningless yeah did did you have a similar reaction or were you i had a moment where like after the child had been born and they were locked in the quiet room Mm. where i was like oh my god i also just need a breather i need no one to open that door for just a bit Mm. (laughs) just need to like stay in here Mm. and when she was starting to like nod off i also was like Oh, quite sleepy, and then, and then just <laughs> ramped up again. And I was like, "God, just poor Jennifer Lawrence." Like I was just yeah. like, "No one's listening to her. She's exhausted. She's had a child. Yeah, <laughs> she had a bad day. Yeah, she had a very just, bad day. Yeah, it was not a great time. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just also like, God, I just wanted to like crawl, find another crawl space that's nice and quiet and mm. just hide out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice for me at this point too. Yeah. I did appreciate they put that break in. Yeah. Like, I needed it. Yeah. Otherwise I was going to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That the, the ups and downs of this film, I feel, feel like a very, very specifically plotted. Yeah. If there's a real slow ramp in that whole first half and then there's a, a big jump up and then you get a little break and then yeah. real mm. chaos and and I liked I always like it when um, films escalate a little bit further than you think they're going to. Mm-hmm. That's always you're like oh god, like how how far is this going to go? Mm. And and this one goes pretty far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like that they didn't they didn't seem to drag out that end bit. It's actually a longer very sp- than it mm, Small like part it was, of the film. I was really glad that they didn't because that could have really become a thing yeah. that just went for ages. But by the time he'd picked her up and, like, was laying her down, I think, 
like we it, we're of, wrapping it up now like we could see where it was going yeah. and i was like don't take longer to do this than it needs to be yeah like, and, and i appreciate that the film did that yeah where i was like oh the cycle and then it was like yep here it is whoop here's the crystal heart boom new lady in the bed yeah. <laughs> like it's like ah oh, okay cool so that's that's just his day <laughs> that's just happy about M's day now yeah, yeah. What a, what a horrifying thought. The creation cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. And I think having not seen the poster, especially mm. if you had seen the poster prior. No, we're just looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the poster up on screen and, uh, you know, poor, poor Jennifer Lawrence with her resting porcelain bitchy face, yeah. um, <laughs> but holding a heart in her hand, which she's ripped out of her own chest is a bit, yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's quite it's a big giveaway. It's, it's such a spoiler. I'm glad yeah, that I hadn't seen it. Yeah. But if I had seen this, and then like as soon as that last scene was beginning to happen, yeah, you're like, I want it to wrap up now because I know where it's going yeah. anyway. The 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 house with all its fun, weird heartbeat mm. imagery stuff and things like that. Um, I, I I presume that the metaphor there is that the house and the mother character are sort of the same thing because yeah. they're both nature like she is she's she's yeah. home she's the spirit of like she's gaia yeah. and the house is the world i suppose yeah 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 exactly yeah it's yeah i'm just thinking about it i'm like yeah I, I really loved all the details in that final bit even though i checked out <laughs> i feel like i checked out because there'd been just quite a lot of film before it i almost feel like i'd like to go back and just watch from like the start of the dinner that she's preparing and then just <laughs> Just pause it and see what's on screen and see like there's those some interesting relations. stuff in there. Yeah, it's like it 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 edits real quick as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I really caught there's... some glimpses of stuff where I was like, wow, I really would have liked to see that for a bit, like yeah. figure out actually what that image it was goes before by real it quick. disappeared. There's some just like the 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 chaos of it, <laughs> the the amount of people on screen, mm. and yeah. it's all still inside the physical constraint of this house. Yeah, mm. and like what's going on in there with like the whole riots and the the fires and the pilfering and the sex trafficking and like just yeah crazy stuff yeah yeah and it's i mean it's yeah it's very effective it's it's effective of like this is the microcosm of the madness of the world today in this house and oh boy isn't it bad and and mother nature just getting just getting trampled out of her yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then them going like you can't keep doing that because they'll fight back and kick you out. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, that's a good message. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like the, the, the concept as well of, like, the lighter that she used to destroy it, which came from, I guess, Adam. Came from yeah. the Doctor. So it was, like, man's own creation, this Promethean fire thing. I love the fact she was like, don't smoke in the house. Now I think about it. There's, yeah. there's lots yeah. of fun things in that first yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, she, she used, like, the, the metaphor of, like, you know, man's own fire and creativity being the thing that destroys the human race. is like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's, 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 not, that's nice. That's a nice tie-up. Yeah. But also looking at it from the perspective of being a metaphor about creation artistically, mm. um, not, not just biblically. Mm. Um, so, like... The idea that uh, creating art, like creating being a destructive process, uh, and and taking a toll, um, and the weird difficulty of like living with people that are creatives, or like being a creative and not being able to <laughs> to like give your attention to everything at once, all of that stuff. I think that's um, 
it's also another reading that's that's apt that I can relate to because mm. yeah. I feel like you know in creating movies or, or theater or music what it, whatever it is mm. there's always those like just burn it all down start again <laughs> kind yeah. of moments and mm. and like and then when you finished something and you get it to a point and then it's you unleash it onto the world and then it's not yours anymore it's you have to give it out to mm. other people and then it's gone and and you don't get it back and so you yeah. you just got to create the next one and it's just this yeah. cycle yeah the main thing i got from this film are people are bastards that's the, that's the thing <laughs> yeah it's like big groups of people just now nah, not interested uh, yeah, yeah big big groups of people scare me mm. and i i have always been yeah unnerved but fascinated by scenes of uh, masses of people, mobs, mm. mm-hmm. um, in like war films or in like in like War of the Worlds. I remember like it's like that the, the mm. mob mentality. Those scenes are always unnerving to me. Um, mm-hmm. So so of course that means I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, again, it was we said it while we were watching um, this one, but um, it did feel like the horror version of the start of the Hobbit, where Paul Bilbo <laughs> Baggins is having all these people yeah. turn up. But they were nice enough to put the pots away, at least with a nice sing-song. In this, uh, not so much. It, yeah. yeah, that that it's really. I think it's a really good depiction of like the the sort of the horror of a mob. I'm just thinking mm. about it, but like in quite a few different facets. And like when the police turn up and just start pepper spraying people, um, and then you have like Molotov cocktails being thrown, and you have those sequences going where they're fighting each other in these groups but it's just chaos and there's no clearly defined lines it was yeah i like that bit i I, I guess i guess it's more i'm just finding different bits um and just going oh yeah no that's that's good that's fun it's yeah aronofsky has a habit of making films that uh i think people appreciate the artistic and technicality Mm. Uh, the technical endeavors behind um, and perhaps don't necessarily like the experience of watching. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so like they, they can appreciate that it's a well-made film, but there's, he's, he's one of like the, the filmmakers that always shows up on lists of films that people have seen once and never want to watch again. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this, this fits into that category for some people. Um, mm. I'm I'm not like that. I I'm happy to watch Requiem for a Dream mm. whenever. I think it's incredible, but I can also completely understand that it can be a you know a traumatizing or unnerving mm. watch, and that people just don't want to go through that. But like I'm a big horror fan as well, and I I yeah I get a kick out of that yeah. kind of roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if this is the right question for this film, but do you like this film? Like, is this a film that you can actually enjoy I, I suppose i do like this film yeah i will say it's not my favorite aronofsky mm. film but i really do i really do enjoy this this film okay. the experience of watching this film yeah uh, george obviously it's a little harder because we've only just watched yeah. it and we're still in the afterglow but do you think you you liked this film i don't know it was quite it was quite stressful to watch mm. like i think i could i could watch it again because i feel like it'd be an easier watch knowing what was happening. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, there was so many points where I was just frustrated. 
just being like, God, they're really just not listening to her. And that <laughs> standing in a room and like screaming and having absolutely no one listen to you is just like, mm. that is very hard for me to watch. It <laughs> like feels just... like it's tied quite specifically to the female experience in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I could watch this if I was like already having like a... A bad a day. hard day. Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't like a pick me up film. Yeah, this no. is like this I'm, is t- a, I'm like... too happy. I need yeah. to come down a peg. <laughs> yeah, but it, like I could watch it again, and I think I would notice like mm. little symbols here and there because there was a few times where I was like, "Wow, well, I would have like yeah liked to see that image for a bit longer." Mm. So I think I could watch it again, but yet it'd have to be like on a specific day where I was feeling fine <laughs> and yeah. had some time to like yeah. recover afterwards, and yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not the kind of film you you, you would casually throw yeah. on. Yeah, it's not it's not an airplane film. That's, no. Yeah. Oh god, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like, just I would balk at the idea of watching this film mm-hmm. on a on a small screen with tinny sound. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. the the imagery and the sound design mm-hmm. uh, so are so much part of the experience yeah. of the film. And, and there's no soundtrack, or at least not a traditional soundtrack. Yeah, Jonas Johansson mm. did uh, a lot of work with the sound designers. He, he was originally hired to do a score, and then and then decided against using music in it. He, he thought it was more effective without the score, and f- instead focused on soundscapes and uh, the way that it's used in a in a space. If you have an opportunity to to hear the sound design. Mm in the surround the way that um just it puts you as much as the camera does as well in jennifer lawrence's perspective mm. all the time yeah. looking down from at from the very beginning stomach. hearing like the wind outside mm. and then the yeah. first jump scare of seeing how yeah was like oh yeah what and i was like oh this kind of film okay yeah and there was and there was like a lot of the shots of her looking down at her stomach and her boobs basically mm. uh, which i thought was interesting that they peppered that a bit at the beginning and then revisited it for when she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then again, there was a brief shot of it, I feel like, in where she was getting the shit kicked out of her by the mom. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it cuts to that a couple of times. I think yeah. Two or three times. I, I always thought that was, that was quite an interesting choice and I think quite an effective one for really putting you in her perspective, yeah. particularly because... She felt so out of control. And the thing I was worried about, which kind of did happen, was the cultists treating her as one of his things when she wasn't. Mm-hmm. In terms yeah. of like, you know, like obviously with the child, they they, well, they do rip the child apart and do that in a, in a much more deliberate way. But with her, she was never quite treated. She was definitely never respected as an individual. But she was also... Sorry, you feel you, you want to jump in? I'm just thinking if if someone hasn't watched the film and they're listening to this, it's going to be the most bizarre thing ever. Well, it is, and that's why we said go and watch it because yeah. because yeah, it does feel as though at times where I I was thinking that it was going to be a bit more like she potentially was going to get destroyed mm-hmm. because it was like you're the one that the the creator loves. If we get rid of you, we can have him to ourselves, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and to an extent, that sort of happens. But it the reason it happens is because she hits back at the crowd and starts like just slashing them with glass when they literally rip apart yeah. and eat her child. Do you know what? The, the first time I saw this f- film, I don't know what this says about me, probably nothing good, but the first time 
<laughs> I know. The first time I saw this film mm. um, at the cinema, um, and uh, she's been she's been so passive all the way through, and like they've gotten to the point where uh, they've they've destroyed her child, and um, and she finally grabs a shard of glass and actually starts fighting back. Mm. Um, I was enthralled by that. And then I was a little bit upset by it because I thought, oh, if, if this becomes like a revenge story from here on out Mm. where, where she's just gonna, she's just gonna like kill everyone and, and take them all out by like fighting like mm-hmm. you know like a, mm. a stereotypical superhero yeah. kick-ass girl um then i'm not as interested and as soon as i had that thought she got punched in the face and i was like i kind of breathed a sigh of relief mm. <laughs> that she was getting beaten almost to death because i was like yeah it it's the the i don't think the end is as, as effective if if she has that that moment where she's like empowered to the degree mm-hmm. that that she's still not in danger and a threat because yeah. then because mm-hmm. we're in her perspective we want we want to be on on the on the the backhand of things mm. for a longer period of time in this film which is a weird thing to say i know it's like a it's like a horrible horrible thing to say but, but, but i think it it makes sense because that's it it doesn't feel true to the nature of what she has been and what she is and what she and what's but, what yeah what nature's going through and what we're doing like it has to be it has to be brutal yeah. and it, from my perspective i think it was more satisfying to blow them all up as opposed to like go through and like knife fight them like they're the crazy 88 like yeah. i think yeah having something that is a, and like the fact that that the exterior shot of the house exploding had a mushroom cloud shape explosion i thought was mm. very on the nose yeah. of going like yeah, we know what kind of fire that is, and it's atomic. Um, yeah. yeah, it was... I preferred that it was done that way, mm. because I feel like it fit the the allegory better than, like, you know, as, as, as much as we mistreat um, nature, I don't think nature is going to deliberately, like, go around and stab people. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be natural disasters. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, when she screams in the house, kind of cracks apart, and everyone goes, ooh. Yeah. But but yeah. yeah, but that's happened only because we've been pushing her for so long. Yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing. I, and I really appreciate that it was it was done that way, as opposed to her just going yeah and stabbing. I yeah. love when she slashed the kid. That was great. Yeah, like yeah, just, second off. Like, yeah, yeah, where it was just like oh she's going for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, Georgia, yeah, we, we've kind of danced around it a little bit uh, with our pots and pans uh, and our religious iconography. But we should probably talk about the scene where a baby is ripped apart and eaten, because um, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, I feel uh, it's certainly. I know at, it turns it, a lot of people off the film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at the climax of the film. Yeah, uh, so I feel like it, the film knew what it was doing by building to that moment. Um, how how do you feel about that? Oh God, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted. I'm not pro baby murder in I, any way. Uh, but... I'm gonna say I am, but. <laughs> I hate babies so much. So yeah, true. Was true. Famously, happy. yeah. <laughs> Robert Woods does not like babies. Famously, um, but but it was. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm curious how you felt in that moment when it happened. I think I'm glad that they did it the way that they did it. Like it wasn't mm. like that you didn't physically see everything being ripped apart and then divvied up. Like yeah. you just saw like the remnants. Yeah. And sort of like it happening. You you heard what sounded like a neck snap and the baby yeah. just stopped making noise. Well, I did see, you saw the neck snap. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I you, you were looking away just yeah. as it happened. Oh, okay. Like, so, because for me, I was like, I was writing notes as it was going. Yeah. I thought it was in that cut when you see her face react. So no, you actually see you the neck snap. You see the neck snap and then you yeah, see the Yeah, you face. see the head kind of fall to the side as they're Ooh. like lifting it up. Yeah. Ooh, very, very quick. Well, it's because you've got to support the baby's head. Yeah, that's, that's the exactly. Rule. Otherwise, you know, that, otherwise this happens. Yeah. Um, so I sort of like, I I liked, <laughs> liked is a weird word yeah. to use in that sentence. But I, because they were lifting the baby and the baby's head fell back and that's what actually mm. killed the baby at first. It seemed like it wasn't as yeah. brutal. But then they ate the baby. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That was not great. That was not great at all, no. It wasn't a great That's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but in a sort of... I should also point out Mm. that the first time I saw this, I was with two friends. Uh, One of my friends and I were giggling all the way through. We find this film very funny. Mm. (laughs) Um, And the other one was mortified and wouldn't speak to us (laughs) a few hours afterwards. (laughs) But well, I I yeah. do I do think Aronofsky has a bit of a sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> like things yeah. just well, go to such a well. The sound effect degree. on the exclamation mark in the title of Mother was was quite funny. Really, just the little ding. Yeah, yeah. Like really I really like, set the scene. I think it, it, it for did. The, yeah, like, um, <laughs> little moments that were to come. Yeah, I, I I really didn't like what happened to the baby, but by that point the allegory was pretty much there, where it was like this this baby has to. This baby's not going to make it through yeah, this the, film. The we know what we know what happens yeah. to the baby. As soon before as she, it, like, yeah, as soon as she was falling asleep, and he was just staring, like you know what's going to at yeah. the baby. We were yeah. like, this is an ending. Well. But that's why you're dreading it, I think. Yeah, because yeah. like by that stage, hopefully you've kind of clocked on clocked to on. like this is this is like their their Christ like figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's... and quite literally, uh, and, yeah. and and just yeah, the idea of. Yeah, sacrificing your son and then having your followers eat his flesh. I mean, the body of Christ is a <laughs> is a thing. Yeah, yeah. But this was really just showing it. But yeah, but the way <laughs> this is depicted, it makes you know God's whole forgiveness and turn the other cheek thing just feel really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, it like does, I, I think it? that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we have to forgive them, and she's like, you're in, you're insane. They just ate my baby. Well, yeah. it, I, and I think that's an interesting thing about like the like the kind of science nature versus religion morality mm. like at some stage you can't just f- forgive everything you, like we have to take action yeah. yeah we can't just turn the other cheek yeah and keep giving that's not how it, that's not gonna do anything yeah eventually yeah. you run out of cheeks yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah speaking of cheeks we had a nude Javier Bardem in this film oh, uh yeah. yeah which I was given what the film subject was and given we got a few like little snippets of like sexy times happening, I was really surprised we didn't get a more full-on sex-based scene in this film, mm. just because it felt like I feel like a filmmaker who was slightly less in control of their inhibitions would have done that to an extent. This mm-hmm. film didn't necessarily need it, 
but that hasn't stopped films in the past. As I was, I was surprised when we, like when we had the big doof, doof music going on and the house was absolutely rammed that we didn't see more sort of like sex cultish behavior happening mm. or those kind of there things. There was like snippets of it. There was, but there was definitely like nude people in the crowd. But the, it was never front house. and center. Or no, it was never it was, like, which I preferred. Yeah. And there's, there's just so much going on all the way through that sequence that yeah, like those things are there, but it's true. It's, yeah. It's very quick yeah. all the way through. Mm. And it would have been very, very hard to orchestrate that and keep it from her perspective. Yeah. And let us see. I feel like they would have, those extras and stunt, like a lot of stunt people. Mm. Uh, yeah, we saw the credit. Was yeah. Huge. Would have, would have had to have like rehearsed yeah. and figured all that out. Um, but I feel like there's still a lot of stuff going on just outside of our point of view that you can, they kind of use sound to. Yeah. Let us know what's going on still. Yeah. Well, the like, uh, even just the architecture of the house, mm. that like we're very aware from the very beginning that you can't see what's going on. Yeah. Everywhere from you know, anyone. That there's a central. Sand. There's that one spot, but even then you've got to like be spinning in a really quick circle to yeah. see everything that's going on. Yeah. And there's the, the levels. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's very clear in the opening when she walks downstairs and walks around it's like it's showing you the layout of the house yeah. mm-hmm. and it's important to know for going on yeah through the through the, the movie yeah it, it's a it's a wild ride it's there's a lot going on it's a wild ride it is a wild <laughs> <Yeah>. ride um <laughs> and also i i like to think of this as a, a christmas and an easter movie <laughs> i guess yeah sure <laughs> Technically, why not? It's like it's got both. Yes, uh, move over, Die Hard. <laughs> uh, would you like some trivia about Mother? Yes, certainly. Okay, all this trivia comes from IMDb, so if it's not true, I don't blame me. Uh, throughout the entire movie, as you probably have noticed already, no one's name is ever mentioned, and not a single character is ever referred to by any name. Uh, the characters are indeed listed in the end credits by their roles in the story, so that's why there were credits like him, her, philanderer, like that, those kind of things. It was pisser, yeah. pisser. Yeah, that was my favourite. Um, did 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 the lack of names like did did you notice that at any point, or did it click for you? It's like I don't know anyone's name in this film. Yeah, I noticed like especially once the um, crowd of supporters appeared at the ha- at the house, mm. and he was only referred to as the poet. Mm. And like the artist and the writer and the doctor was only ever referred to as the doctor. Yeah. It was very, it was pretty clear that, yeah, no one was going to get a name from pretty and, early on. And she's just, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence took a year off from making movies after working on this film because she found it very taxing. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised when you see the film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fair. I might take a year off from, from reviewing films. <laughs> Ooh, boy. It's, it's a lot of movie. It's yeah. a lot of movie in this movie. There's yeah. a lot of movie in this movie. So, yeah. Good, good, good on you, Jay Law. That's absolutely a, a good choice. Uh, <clears throat> the Golden Raspberry Awards, the anti-Oscars uh, for bad movies, um, actually nominated uh, Jennifer Lawrence for Worst Actress uh, and Javier Bardem for Worst Actor uh, and Aronofsky for Worst Director. Um, and received quite a lot of backlash for that. Um, even the detractors who disliked the film stated that the performances uh, in the film were one of its only redeeming qualities. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do like the idea that the Razzies went, 
ooh, this film's weird. And then people went, yeah, it's weird, but these guys are fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Leave, leave them alone. <laughs> and I, I, now, that, now that I have watched this film, I'm like, yeah, I agree. I think Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem are doing a sterling job. Yeah, yeah. I, think you can, I think you can hate the film. Mm. I have no problems with people hating this film, but like a lot of work and effort went into it and it clearly yeah. and it shows on the screen yeah it's like it's, it's not a badly made film yeah and like we, obviously we have to score this film in a little bit and i'm struggling a bit because yeah. it's it's clearly not a bad film but i don't think i like it very much or at least i don't like bits of it very much so yeah, yeah from a and, but is it is it is it that you don't like the way it makes you feel or you don't you don't like what it was saying or you don't like how it did it i think it's more the first one of those three options to yeah. be honest because which, which is why i don't think it's like yeah it's it's yeah. It's, it's not a bad film and i would probably See, films watch that make again. me feel bad yeah. i tend to like i'm like then it was effective it did its mm-hmm. job it succeeded yeah. oh no i think it has absolutely succeeded i, I certainly am not sitting here going ah worst film ever blah, 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 blah. yeah it's there, I know some good. people do that, yeah, and yeah. that's you know that's their prerogative. Yeah, but no, this is this is a really strange film. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need it, a few it more is minutes. a strange one, but I was yeah. excited to talk to people about it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's this, it's yeah. Uh, the movie's marketing team came under uh, an amount of uh, a good amount of fire, according to this uh, <laughs> thing I stole from IMDb, after they hired an artist to paint a mural of the film in Sydney. Apparently, the mural covered up a 20-year-old painting by a local artist depicting animals in the cityscape uh, beneath the words, It's like a jungle sometimes, uh, from the Grandmaster Flash song. Uh, Darren Aronofsky was embarrassed about the mural being painted over the historic piece of art and apologised on behalf of the ad agency. Uh, apparition media spokesperson for the agency said they were unaware of the iconic nature of the mural and regretted their terrible mistake the agency has since contacted the mural's original artist and offered to to their help in restoring the artwork to its original form oopsies oopsies marketing no yeah (laughs) that was that was a big oopsie um Something kind of fitting, though, about an advert for mother destroying something that somebody had created. <laughs> of nature. Yeah. As yeah. Well, of animals. <laughs> oh, let's get rid of this jungle. <laughs> Big blodge of mustard paint over the top. <laughs> I really didn't like the colour scheme for that bedroom. That was, I was very glad when that all got burnt down. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer admitted not understanding the script the first time she read it, describing it as, quote, esoteric, end quote. Uh, but she committed to the project uh, after becoming excited by the character she would be playing. And Michelle Pfeiffer is very good in this. She is God, she's great. She's so easy to hate, but like because she's so playing good. so well. Yeah. And I, I also think she has one of the most important lines in the film about being a mother and giving and giving and giving until you you have nothing left to give. Yeah. That's like that's the theme yeah. almost of, of the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's and just if... all think about Michelle Pfeiffer for a moment. <laughs> She's ah, so good. But also watching watching it a second time, mm. uh, her performance reads differently, I think. Um, you know, there's so many shots of her where she's looking. She's the one that notices Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Yeah. She's the other mother in this whole scenario. Mm. And she's the one that is fearful for Jennifer Lawrence because mm. she's like, oh, you love him. You're you poor thing. Like yeah. she she knows what's going to happen. In my mind, yeah, she she's yeah. like she knows the the heartache of motherhood and losing mm. a child, and she's as she gets pulled out of the house for the very last time, she's just like 
gives her this warning look that I think you read maybe the first time as like like a bit of a fuck you bitch but the second time it reads like get away from him mm. <laughs> like you're doomed yeah. yeah and I think it's really interesting with her being like allegorical to the Eve character of her just like snooping around every room I, I really yeah. like that touch and also that now I've clocked that yeah the breaking of the crystal was the eating of the apple yeah it yeah. was the whole and him just going out of my paradise oh he called it a paradise ah it's all coming together yeah uh, it, was, it was there all along it was there yeah. all along <laughs> uh jennifer lawrence and darren aronofsky uh, actually started dating during the production of this film uh, they went out for about a year so i think they just enjoyed that year off afterwards together yeah. <laughs> wow yeah so there you go i mean probably not that surprising i would suggest just given how closely they would have had to have worked together on this yeah and if they were both you know single and like hey 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 wanna sure <laughs> i think they would have had to do a lot of rehearsal and a lot of planning yeah and, mm. and yeah yeah look it happens sometimes uh, this film was originally titled day six uh which would have been a bit more uh, allegorical yeah. to the and on the sixth day god created man kind of thing yeah, I'm glad right. they changed the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mother, mother's a much more fun <laughs> name. Mother. After filming the scene in which Jennifer Lawrence uh, hyperventilated and cracked a rib and production was put on hold uh, while she was placed on oxygen, because uh, that did happen during this, um, she, she cracked a rib. Um, yeah, just like Adam. Um, members of the crew came up with the idea to make Lawrence her very own happy place in the set. Uh, a small room uh, to keep her relaxed and steady during filming. This was a tent completed with scented candles, gumballs, and a TV with clips of keeping up with the Kardashians played on a constant loop. <laughs> now, while I appreciate the sentiment, I don't think that would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have relaxed me, but no. Um, but yeah, to their own. yeah, clearly this was a very, very tough th- role on her. Um, yeah. And, yeah. She. So my my understanding is that she hyperventilated from like the work from just working so long in a scene or something, and then fell and cracked a rib uh, doing that, which is not what, good. Yeah, and yeah, considering how many times she got like rolled downstairs and things mm-hmm. like that, or or a stump pushed did. Yeah, but she falls over a but lot. She has a lot of physical like... stuff where it, it yeah. is her doing it, and it's just sort of like, oh, oh, buddy, this is this is a tough film. So at the very least, I'm glad they went. Let's let's build her a nice little tent, at least. Maybe maybe that'll that'll help with things. Um, yeah. So mother, it's it's a hell of a film. <laughs> uh, I think would, it's. Would you call this a horror film? I no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I. That's that's yeah. That's where I'm. I'm I've I've struggled to recommend this to people like unless I know kind of what their thresholds are and, and what kind of things they're into. But also it's not just like a film. Like you, you can, I kind of need to know a bit more about a person before I can recommend something yeah. like mother. It, it did for me mm. having, I, I mean, use my words. I really like the, a quiet place as a film. Yeah. And for me, a quiet place has a lot of very similar, like emotions that it brings up in me when I'm watching Emily Blunt's character, like trying to walk quietly around the house and down those stairs and like stabbing her foot and not screaming, all of that sort of like tension is the same. 
but I wouldn't still wouldn't call this. But like that is a horror film, and this isn't. But and, the and tension I feel that like it makes this has me more, feel is this has the more same. blood and guts than a quiet place. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's definitely Almost gory, like, but it's not. It never felt like it was overly gory yeah. either. It's, like it, yeah, it's horrifying, but I don't think it's a horror film. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> Esoteric as a... It's esoteric yeah. as Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <Michelle Pfeiffer's laughs> uh, so, it's time for us to score the film. Oh. Uh, Georgie, you get to go first, because it was your first time watching, mother. Uh, what score would you give it out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it eight octagonal door handles out of 10. Yeah, they're pretty hefty. <laughs> yeah. They, they did a lot of moiters with them. <laughs> oh, just yeah. when it hit bloody Gleason Jr., it was so rough yeah and like the way the cameraman got so thrown visceral. around in that as well yeah. i was I really appreciated that that was pretty phenomenal yeah but yeah hey it's yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's it, up there it's up there <laughs> absolutely what about yourself robert um i will also give it eight uh braced sinks <laughs> unbraced sinks. unbraced sinks. <laughs> out of, out no of it's town. not it's not been braced get off it <laughs> yeah God, that was the best bit of the film. <laughs> it is so good. Oh, so it's frustrating. So funny. Because every time she turned her back, even slightly, the girl was like, back if you, up on it. If you were, honestly, if you watch this film as a British farce, mm. and then every time someone new comes in, it's like sillier. Mm. It's very funny. It's a very funny film. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very funny film. It's a very unpleasant film. Frustrating. And it is a little frustrating, but not for bad reasons if we can call it that even it's yeah i oh look look i've watched it now um and i'm glad that i have because it's fairly unique um i can't think of many other films that are like it one or two but not not a huge amount this is pretty unique and whilst i did get disengaged at times that's more a me problem than a film problem. Like, like I can acknowledge that I think this is a really well-made bit of bit of cinema. I, I think um, the idea of watching this in a cinema actually kind of scares me a bit. Like the idea of being <laughs> did, in that stressful. Did it four times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loved um, it. <laughs> but but then but that said, watch. I, I, now that I know what's going to happen, I actually think actually yeah, I would like to watch that. In, in a cinema setting uh, and we, we were fortunate enough watching it in, in Rob's wonderful uh, cinema lair um, to have the uh, surround sound and I think surround sound is is a must for this film mm-hmm. um, it's the sound design is sensational um, and the acting is very good you know this is actually a really good film even though I, I don't think I like it that much <laughs> despite that I'm going to give it oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it eight and a half bloody rugs out of ten. Um, uh-huh. It's it's great, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. It's, it's the classic Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a great film. I don't really want to watch yeah. it again. Like, like that thing in the toilet as well, the little squelchy thing that... Squ- I had, I had mm. two thoughts about that. Yeah. But one was that it was um, humans' disease... Like his his cancer oh, yeah. like unleashed onto the world. And the other one I thought was like, is that part of him coming out that will then become Cain and Abel? 
probably is the disease thing because it looks too gross and weird. Yeah, the yeah. fact it does look like bloody squirt as it goes yeah. down, I think maybe it's that. But little squishy boy. Yeah, I really, I really loved that effect. Whilst at the same time going, oh my goodness, no thank you. And also yeah. at that stage in the film. When you're watching it the first time, you're just trying to get a handle on what's going on. And yeah. they're throwing so many red herrings at you. Yeah. And that's a big one. It's yeah. like, what is... The reddest of herrings there yeah. as it goes down the loo. Um, well, that brings us to the end of this review of Mother! Uh, Robert and Georgia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Uh, you picked this... So uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, If you want to help us pick other films, uh, there will be more film polls and such uh, going up in the new year. Yes, that's right. This was our last of our films for the year uh, that you get to help choose because there's only a few weeks left in the year and we've got Christmas films to watch. We've got we've got some other fun bits coming up. Um, So if you want to listen to those episodes, uh, subscribe iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever service you want to use there's more out there just search for the cinema catch-up club to hear new episodes each and every week if you want to help suggest films uh, for the film polls then you're going to need to join our patreon um you just need to leave us a dollar a month when you turn up i smear a little bit ink on your forehead uh, <laughs> and then we we all chant and dance in the living room uh, so if you if you want to join me and that weird cult that we have a dollar a month is all you need uh, you also get to suggest film polls and get bonus goodies and extras uh, and finally there is our social media our facebook page uh, just search for the cinema catch-up club there you get news updates and you get to vote on the polls as they come up but that is all for this week so until next time goodbye see ya ta-ta You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.